No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Lord chooses Saul to be king in front of all the people. God touches the hearts of valiant men to follow their new king, but rebels despise him. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 10 on Simply the Bible. God had chosen Saul to be the first king of Israel. Samuel had anointed him with oil and the Spirit of God had come upon him. Now it was time for his day of coronation. We pick it up in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 17. Then Samuel called the people together to the Lord at Mizpah and said to the children of Israel, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt and delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all kingdoms and from those who oppressed you. But you have today rejected your God who himself saved you from all your adversities and your tribulations. And you have said to him, No, set a king over us. Now therefore present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your clans. He led them out of Egyptian captivity. He provided for them through the wilderness. He went before them fighting their battles. He brought them into a land of prosperity. He was always faithful to them. Yet they had rejected him as king. Why? Because they wanted to be like the other nations. But the real reason was because they wanted protection and provision without having to keep the Lord's commandments. For if they had kept the Lord's commandments, then they wouldn't have had any trouble with their enemies, including the Philistines. Now, even though the people had done evil in requesting a king, God was giving them the king they wanted. Now Samuel instructed them to present themselves according to their tribes, and God would select a king from among them. Only Samuel and Saul knew that the king had already been chosen and anointed. But Samuel did it this way in front of the people to show them that Saul was God's choice in response to their request. Verse 20, And when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near, the tribe of Benjamin was chosen. When he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Matri was chosen, and Saul, the son of Kish, was chosen. But when they sought him, he could not be found. Therefore they inquired of the Lord further, Has the man come here yet? And the Lord answered, There he is, hidden among the equipment. How were the tribe, family, and person chosen? Probably by casting lots or by the Urim and the Thummim, which the high priest used to inquire of God for the people. What are we to make of the fact that at Saul's coronation, he was hiding among the baggage? Does this seem like the behavior of a king and mighty man of valor? Saul's actions seem more related to fear than to humility. In his classic work, Humility, Andrew Murray writes, true humility isn't thinking meanly of oneself, it's simply not thinking of oneself at all. 
If God chooses us for some role or responsibility, we may feel inadequate. That's humility. We know that we are nothing in ourselves. We may feel afraid. That's natural. But as John Wayne once said, courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway. You see, if God has chosen us, then who are we to argue with him? If we shrink back, then God won't be pleased with us. If we would glorify him, then we will thank him for choosing us and courageously step into the role he has assigned to us, knowing that he who has called us will be faithful to help us. That's faith that glorifies God and receives his blessing. How many of us are hiding in the baggage when God has called us to walk in the light? Verse 23. So they ran and brought him from there. And when he stood among the people, he was taller than any of the people from his shoulders upward. And Samuel said to all the people, Do you see him whom the Lord has chosen? That there is no one like him among all the people. So all the people shouted and said, Long live the king! Saul had all the physical qualities that would commend him to the favor of the people. Samuel pointed these out to them, but surely Samuel knew that it would require more than physique to be a good king in Israel. Samuel's main purpose was to connect the people's desire for a king with God's provision for them in Saul. Saul wasn't the rising star because he had an ambition of being a conqueror or a kingdom builder. He was just a farm boy, handpicked by the Lord. And if God hired him, then God could also fire him, which of course is exactly what would happen. Verse 25, then Samuel explained to the people the behavior of royalty and wrote it in a book and laid it up before the Lord. And Samuel sent all the people away, every man to his house. It's likely that Samuel read to them the passage in Deuteronomy written by Moses for the future king. Deuteronomy 17:14 says, "You are about to enter the land the Lord your God is giving you. When you take it over and settle there, you may think we should select a king to rule over us like the other nations around us. If this happens, be sure to select as king the man the Lord your God chooses. You must appoint a fellow Israelite. He may not be a foreigner. The king must not build up a large stable of horses for himself or send his people to Egypt to buy horses. For the Lord has told you, you must never return to Egypt. The king must not take many wives for himself because they will turn his heart away from the Lord. And he must not accumulate large amounts of wealth in silver and gold for himself. When he sits on the throne as king, he must copy for himself this body of instruction on a scroll in the presence of the Levitical priests. He must always keep that copy with him and read it daily as long as he lives. That way he will learn to fear the Lord as God by obeying all the terms of these instructions and decrees. This regular reading will prevent him from becoming proud and acting as if he is above his fellow citizens. It will also prevent him from turning away from these commands in the smallest way. And it will ensure that he and his descendants will reign for many generations in Israel. Now, wouldn't it be great if all of our government officials, and especially our president, 
we're required to listen to these words before taking office. And what if our senators and congressmen devoted themselves to reading the Bible every day before beginning their duties in public service? And what if they feared God more than their political party or their constituency? And what if those who are in positions of government authority truly consider themselves to be no better than the people they serve? Wake up, Daryl. You're dreaming again. Samuel reminded the people that these were the responsibilities of their king whom the Lord had chosen. Verse 26. And Saul also went home to Gibeah, and valiant men went with him, whose hearts God had touched. While Saul was being proclaimed as king, God was moving in the hearts of certain men. These were valiant men whose hearts God had stirred, and they followed Saul to his home, becoming part of his inner circle. When God wants to do a new work, he stirs the hearts of men. Last year about this time, our Bible study leader was discouraged because the numbers to our Bible study were shrinking. And so he wondered, am I supposed to still be doing this? And I said, you know what, let me pray about this. And so I got away for a few days up into the mountains just by myself, and I began to just pray and ask the Lord for his heart for our men and for our men's ministry. And I believe the Lord spoke to me and gave me some ideas, which I brought back, and I gathered the leadership of the men in our church, and I cast the vision to them, and we began our men's Bible study up again in January. And we did it a bit differently. But do you know that God almost immediately doubled our size? And since then, God has been stirring the hearts of our men just through the teaching of his word and the study of it. Earlier this week, we had the opportunity to go into the community and serve a group of people that are learning to be better with their finances. We provided dinner for them, and it was such a joy to see our men joyfully serving the Lord and these people. Mighty things can happen when the hearts of men are stirred. We need to pray that God will stir the hearts of men in the church today to follow Jesus, to become his disciples. Such will become mighty men of valor. God knows that we need such men to become fearless leaders in their homes, their church, and in society at large. Now, that's not to say that God cannot use women also, but sadly, often it is women who are at the forefront of spiritual leadership, while the men are simply AWOL. Verse 27, But some rebels said, How can this man save us? So they despised him and brought him no presents, but he held his peace. Not everyone was enthusiastic about Saul leading them, these rebels, sons of wickedness in the original language, despised Saul and brought him nothing. They failed to honor the one whom the Lord honored. Now Saul could have become unglued. He could have gotten in their faces and said, Who are you to oppose me? Instead, Saul held his peace. Moses had told the people that because God would fight for them, they could hold their peace. Likewise, by holding his peace in the face of criticism, Saul showed that he was trusting the Lord to fight his battles. That's a good place to be, because not everyone will respect you. Not everyone will like you. 
if you're doing the will of God, if you're standing up for the word of God, if you are declaring that Jesus Christ is the only way to God, then people will oppose you. Remember what Jesus said to his disciples in John 15:18. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Just know that when this happens, we can keep our peace if we truly believe that the Lord will fight our battles for us. People may hate us and threaten us, but God will keep us if we keep his word. For what has God chosen you? Are you serving him for his glory, relying on the grace and strength that he provides? Or are you hiding out in the baggage? Maybe you're allowing the baggage of your past to hold you back from wholeheartedly serving the Lord today. Let it go. You are a son or daughter of God and a mighty man or woman of valor. So take your place in the kingdom in faith and courage and watch what happens. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will see where Saul faces his first challenge from the enemy. The Ammonites come against the city, and Saul gathers an army to defeat them. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Samuel on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible